Hello there, and welcome to Dead Reflections Podcast. How you guys doing? This is being recorded live on Twitch, and we are your hosts, Colby, Caleb, and I'm your boy Josh, aka Drifter Voyages. This is episode 14, by the way. It's episode 14. Did I say a different number? You didn't say anything. Oh, it's episode 14, by the way. But um, yes, thank you so much for watching and listening. New episodes drop every Monday and Friday at 6 a.m. Our goal here is to give someone at the table the chills, and if we're lucky, we might even send some of those spooks along to you. Okay, that was terrible. I attempted that. Before we get into cut that, cut that. Before we get into the show, before we get into the show, we have some FWF updates, upcoming show dates, May 25th in Austin at Hole in the Wall, May 27th in Austin at Fourth Tap Brewery, July 9th in Midland at Sound Deep Forever Fest, and a newly added date August 5th in Houston at the White Swan, the Sweaty Gooch Fest. There are more in the works, but we won't announce until dates are secure. We have brand new Broken Tongue Tees, only available at shows and with limited stock. Come talk to us about spooky shit and enjoy some metal and pick up a shirt at the next show. On the topic of merch, what do y'all got on today? Oh, am I going first? I was like, why is the camera on me for so long? (laughs) So, uh, Houston Dynamo um, supporter group, The Surge, made a giant TIFO, uh, which is a bunch of uh, banners, uh, a bunch of like sheets almost uh, stitched together, and then they paint on it. Uh It's uh, a big-ass blanket. It's a big blanket, and it it is the the sickest, uh, like, Dynamo merch that I've owned. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, shout out Sergio, shout out Sergio, shout out, yeah, dude, shout that out shirt is supporter sick. Group. That, that shirt is a very is cool sick. shirt, yeah, yeah. What about you, Cole? <clears throat> go Dynamo. So, in the spirit of what we're doing tonight, I decided to wear my Blackcraft shirt again. Mm-hmm. Definitely go check out, the, it's got a pentagram on it. Definitely go check out the Instagram story because he like put us on a quest. It was pretty fun, <laughs> and he's got something up his sleeve, so we don't know what's going on, but uh, you'll find you out. look ready for it. And I am rocking uh, a Spectre esports shirt. Um, I saw that I had some fellow Spectre members here in the chat, but uh, yeah, it's pretty sick. Uh, it's a new uh, like merch design that we got, and here's the back. It's got some uh, Japanese writing and stuff. Dope. It's pretty neat. Go check it out. Spectre Esports. We Hell got a whole yeah. website with a whole stow and all of that good stuff. <clears throat> but all right, moving on, moving on. Moving on. What did we draw from Steven Alexander last episode? So uh, for people that are watching the live stream, we are currently not up to date. We are ahead of schedule. So yes. if you're here watching it live, you're, you're getting a little sneak you're, peek. Yeah, you're getting a sneak peek. And uh, this episode will come out next monday monday morning correct yeah then we'll do another live stream monday night that will come out friday <laughs> so, okay. so we like we got it we got the gun super hard yeah but hey we got it we're, we're yeah. doing it so uh the episode that doesn't hasn't come out yet we'll have uh which drawn from it so that's what we're doing today and uh, spooky mine witches. is going to be a mixture of it's going to very briefly touch on witch, witchcraft like very very shortly we're going to get straight into a ritual that involves a shadow person oh, oh yeah. that's dope Kind of reminds me of Game of Thrones. How? The redhead. Oh lady. yeah. Okay. 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 That was a witch. Okay, I got you. She was a witch. <laughs> the wicked witch. The wicked witch of the alert. She's okay. a witch. Can you give us a little synopsis of your story? Okay, so I wrote my story, uh, and it is uh, about 
someone going to Salem, uh, Massachusetts, which is, you know, nice. if anybody that knows anything about that, that was the home of, you know, the, the famous, infamous Salem mm-hmm. witch trials in the United States. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they experienced some spooky stuff. So my story is what inspired that Salem story. Ooh, so we're going to have an interconnecting thing there. Nice. Kind of. Well, okay, how do you mean? Because the Salem witch trials were. I shouldn't a say real inspired, thing. though. Okay, yeah. Because it's <laughs> not real. Just well, like the moon landing. Oh, well, I mean, like I'm the Salem kidding. trials <laughs> happened. Um, but yeah. because the Salem trials happened, um, my story took place way before that. And gotcha. basically, the, the same hysteria that went around during that uh-huh. era. Um, this, my story is basically where it all began. This is kind of like what Josh and I, we touched on it <clears throat> before we were like, when we were setting stuff up is uh-huh. that most locations that have some kind of like witch or Wiccan or some kind of thing have mm-hmm. had a witch trial yeah. event yeah. at some point. Salem was probably the most well-documented. Yeah. That's the only yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, That's, so like, yeah, yeah, witchcraft has been around yeah. for Many, many years before any of our stories. Yeah. Including witch trials, too. Uh, well, but I was going to say, witch trials, um, I believe, I could be dead-ass wrong, but I believe that the story that I'm doing today is the first, like, major, like, witch trial. So it's not in Salem. This is... No. Okay, where is it at? Sweden. 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 Sweden Hayden. Okay, all right, the let's go. to do the little sunny line about Swedish <laughs> It's awful. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> All right, so uh, you're, are you going? So Caleb, this, this is going to be the first, first time that Colby is going last because he has such a setup here today. We felt bad putting him first. Yeah, Colby, so. you want to give a little flash of what's in front mm-hmm. of you? Just yeah, a little flash to the show, you know, let her. So boom. there's something in front of Colby that's very scary, and I'm terrified. <laughs> uh. So um, I, I can't tell the story without opening. Um, a portal? So no, how, how, without, how <laughs> without opening... The right atmosphere. How about this? I feel you. For listen, audio listeners that can't see it, can you just describe what is on our oh, table? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Keep them enticed and stick around for so, later when yeah. it goes down. <laughs> so I got a nice cloth that has a Ouija board um, uh, printed, on, printed it. on it, basically. It's a nice... Uh, it's uh, a circle cloth, too. Yeah, it's it's technically... A, it's a, a tree uh, skirt, isn't it? It's a tree skirt. Okay, it's yeah. a Christmas yeah. tree skirt. Also bought it from Black, uh, Blackcraft. Oh, nice. Um, and then... Basically, I use that to make my altar. This is you. You're looking at an altar. Oh, for the people listening. My goodness. People listening. We're looking at an altar. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do we have at the so altar? So I, uh, I, I have a wooden uh, staging area um, for each of the elements. I'll, I'll get into that. Oh, okay. Okay. <clears throat> oh, I see now. Yeah. Um, I have the. The special ingredient in here. I had Caleb and Josh go on a, a, a side quest yeah. to get the rest of the ingredients. Check out the Instagram if you want to see the side quest video. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, this, this is my favorite candle now too. Okay, okay. yeah, it's a black <clears throat> lotus candle, yeah. which is pretty neat. I'll, I'll explain yeah, what yeah. everything is. Basically, there's a bowl in the center, a uh, and then four objects around the wooden uh, platform. Gotcha. Yeah. We that can see repre- it. I just wanted the yeah. listeners yeah. to know and then uh, keep around till the end. <laughs> he doesn't want to say everything. Yeah, you yeah, know. It, yeah. But it's like we still yeah, have to you, you got to tiptoe out. around You'll it. You'll find fair. out in time. That's fair. Okay, well, also, are we ready? we need to light the, oh, the we ceremonial oh, we got to light the ceremonial candle. 
Oh, shit. Oh, do we need to get a whole new candle? It's nah, fine. That's fine. That's fine. It's fine. We're gonna <laughs> I like forgot this about that. Fuck. So we went on our side quest, and it made me forget about the main quest, which was to light the serum, to put another fucking ceremonial candle. We don't have another candle, so we'll light all three. This well, is we got the ceremonial candle is over there. <laughs> There's going to be a ceremony. Okay, well, are y'all ready for, the, for our first story? Uh, are we settled in enough? Yes. No? We, we would take a break, and we'd probably pause and take a talk break. a little bit. Okay. Well, then I'm ready. This is the story. Of the game of the Shadow Man. The game of the Shadow Man is one of the earliest forms of demonic summoning rituals known to the urban legend, world, and witchcraft. Dating as far back as 1200 AD, the ritual has gone under many other titles, most popular being the Boogeyman Ritual, Satan's Shadow, or simply the Dark Summoning. Many forms of the summoning ritual have come and gone, most resulted in more fa- failures than actual results. While others simply passed on into obscurity, the ritual is done in order to obtain what is seemingly unattainable. Money, fame, wisdom, demise. Simple or detailed, whatever you desire. This version we're covering is one of the, re- one of the remaining few that yields true results. This tutorial will act as your personal guide on how to perform the game of the Shadow Man. Before enacting the ritual, it is best noted by past reports that the summoner, you, must first be informed on what the Shadow Man is as to better understand what you're dealing with. The title, Shadow Man, is simply a description of what the being is. A tall, shadowy humanoid figure, the true name of this creature unknown, though through conversation with the being it tends to give a variety of names it refers to itself as. The most prominent name it calls itself is simply Shadow. This being is a tall, lanky figure, appearing masculine in nature. Its skin, pale and gray, and is referred to as rotting while alive in appearance. And its hair is thick ebony black. It's always described as wearing a gray or black coat that covers up everything but its head and hands. However, it always has, its, has covers over its eyes, making it impossible to see the figure in its face. Furthermore, the nose is described as abnormally sharp and the mouth is wide, sharp-toothed smile. Lips are described as charred skin. The hands of the figure are tipped with a strange black ashy substance from the foremost bend of the finger to the tip and sharpened at the point. Now that the being has been identified, the ritualistic process can begin. There are three steps to this proper this process. Preparation, execution, resolution. First, preparation. Before the actual ritual can take place, certain forms of preparation must occur. First, acquire access to a decently sized room that when closed off will be completely dark. No light must be able to get into the room during the entirety of the ritual, else, or else it will yield no results. Due to this, it is perfect to act during the darkest hours of the night for best results. This is to give Shadow a place to access during the ritual. Second, grab a pencil and a piece of paper. Not a mechanical pencil or a pen, an actual wooden pencil with real graphite. Take them both and draw out your your best self-portrait. Oh, 
it seems that realism and details do not matter for the final product. Oh, okay, okay. A simple stick figure yields the same results <laughs> as a detailed portrait. I was about to say. <laughs> After you finish the picture, no matter how good it is or bad, scratch out the eyes. Scratch them out with that same pencil. Make it as thick and dark as possible. Make sure the eyes are completely blotted out and they cannot be seen. This is to allow shadow to have a form and to allow an entity to flow into the picture. Most claim that, regardless of what you draw, it will adopt a very similar appearance to that of the drawer. Added with this, find any piece of cloth that you have worn in the last month or so. This is to add another layer to the formation of shadow, and sadly you'll be losing this piece of this article of clothing in the process. If it's something in pairs, use both. Third and finally, acquire 12 identical candles. This will, this will be both your, your portal and defense against shadow. It has to be 12, and he'll explain why. The following must also be obtained and will be used during the execution process. A lighter, a sharp object, preferably a knife, a pair of gloves and socks, which you, you will wear, black ink, printer or pen ink is fine, though a decent amount is needed. Now that you have obtained all the necessary items, it's time to begin the ritual. Start by going into the selected room, measuring out a space wide enough to perform with. The best way to test is to stick your arms out, side to side, and spin around in a circle. If you hit anything, it's not big enough. It's okay before you begin to have a light in the room to see what you're doing. Begin placing your candles in a circle, spaced out. You measure them, spread out equally apart. Once you have them all set up, light them all. Now, close off any light to the room. Make sure the entire room sectioned off has no light absolutely whatsoever. Go to your circle of 12 candles and put out the fire on every other candle. For better reference, imagine the candles like a clock and put out the ones placed at 1, 3, 5, 7, 9, and 11. This is the beginning of the ritualistic process. And as said in reports, this is the portal for shadow to enter through. If at any moment you wish to back out, simply light up one of the dead candles. However, whatever you do, do not have more candles out than on. These candles are your one and only safety net, and if you make a mistake, it will not end well. Continuing forward, make sure you have your gloves and socks both on as an added layer of protection. Even with the candle circle, it is very important to have a layer of clothing as well. Take the pre-selected article of clothing you wish to use, set it in the middle of the circle, taking caution not to distort the circle, and stain it with the remainder of your ink. Following that, take your sharp object and cut a diagonal line through the top to bottom. Once you've done that, slip the drawing into the clothing. If it's too small to fit inside, simply lay the drawing on top. On top. Now burn it. Take the lighter and burn the drawing. You won't need a sharp object for any other reason afterwards. And as said before, your lighter can be used if you wish to back out during the ritual. However, if you back out, never attempt the ritual again. The next stage is one that requires the most self-conflicting action. Uh-oh. While the picture is burning, stand back and begin to think of one particular thing. Hate. Think of things you despise. Things you find horrid and disgusting. Things you could harm or kill over. Why can't it be rainbows and unicorns? Focus on these things and begin to say the words, Shadow. 
It's not so much a chant, but you will need to repeat the word over and over again. Shadow. Shadow. Slowly, the room around you will shift. It will turn from black and white to a crimson and magenta. What the fuck? Their air will seem ashy and stale, hard to breathe properly. And from the center of your, your circle, a figure will begin to rise. That is Shadow. You will know when it has fully entered the room when all of a sudden it goes quiet. Even if it was already silent to begin with, it will become a deafening silence. Focus your breathing. Steady your mind. Give your undivided attention to Shadow. This is where the final stage comes into play. You have brought it into your realm to make a deal with it. So as long as you are aware of everything that you and it both say, you can converse as you please. There is no penalty in conversation, and you can talk for however long you would like. But the ultimate deciding factor is the deal that it provides. You can ask Shadow for anything you desire, fame, fortune, even murder if you so choose. You can be as simple or as descriptive as possible. However, you must be aware that what is said for both sides of the bit must follow through. Be extremely careful that anything you wager will not harm you, loved ones, friends, family, anything. This bet will be irreversible. Following your request, Shadow will raise its hand to you. Shake your hand in confirmation of the deal. As long as you have the gloves on to take its hand and cement the deal, everything will be fine. Before you realize it, Shadow will disappear. The ritual has been complete. And while it may not be come immediately, your reward will be eventually be provided. But there is one more thing to take care of. The gloves. Immediately strip them off and throw them into the circle. Set them on fire. Light all the candles on fire. Do anything you can to discard of the evidence. Shadow knows what you have done. But so long as you've destroyed the evidence, it cannot track you. From this point, you will have successfully won the game of the Shadow Man. You're free to live your life as you please, without fear or consequence. What you wish for will come to you naturally. If it was money, you will get bonuses and raises. If it was fame, word of, word of you will get around very quickly and people will start taking a liking towards you. That being said, a few individuals may still be questioning something at this point. What would happen if you were to fail? If you retried the ritual at a previous attempt, failed in the step of execution or did not get rid of the evidence, what's going to happen? The details of failure are blurry, mainly because not many people who failed are alive. <laughs> However, there have been a few select reports that detail what might just happen. It's said that when someone fails, the consequences are not immediately noticeable. It may start off as a voice or a visual problem, but soon you will start to notice strange changes in your life, changes that will affect your mind. Most reports show once healthy people developing symptoms of schizophrenia, PTSD, crippling anxiety, after a failure. But the worst part is not during the waking hours. There was only one report of this, but it said that dreams are something like a trip to hell. You can feel and hear it all. No further reports are known of those who have failed. All people who have failed were claimed dead not longer than a week after attempting the ritual. Now, with all the thoughts of those failures in mind, what is it that you truly desire?
Okay, so that was that's Shadow Man is is Mr. Satan himself. That's that's what that is. That's kind of what it, it's Caleb, set up to be. Caleb once again fucking my mind. <laughs> that's what you want? No. Oh, <laughs> dude, that was that was creepy, dude. Like, uh, it's very weird going first. I'm gonna do it. Ah, I'm gonna do it, it right weird? now. It is weird because you got to set the vibe for everyone. That's yeah, and that that was a good way to set the vibe. Uh, the the I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna do the ritual right now. Okay, right now. No, I'm just oh, <laughs> we, we have all of to. the things for you to be post, able to do. Post that. podcast. Post podcast. Yeah. We're doing the ritual. Yep. Okay. So if the podcast blows up, you it's know why. Dark, it's, not, it's not dark outside. <laughs> That's what you would ask for? <laughs> I don't podcast know. to blow up? No, I wouldn't ask for shit. I'd be like, I'm going home. Yeah, I'll I can't, go and you didn't complete it. Yeah. But I wouldn't be a part of it in the first place. Yeah, Shadow Man, Shadow, he's part of it. Oh, man. Shadow. You were like You're kind of in. reciting the shit, and it was like, we yeah. have everything here. <laughs> yeah. There, there was no incantation or anything in that one, True. so that was nice. So that's pretty cool. It also, like, isn't that kind of to like pertain to the whole topic of witches like the the sabbath the black sabbath yeah. in a way Similar, like yeah. yeah yeah that's pretty neat uh, yeah. that's uh, a weird little twist on it's it it's creepy as hell and the thing is one thing that I was thinking about not to like shoot down on it but it said mm-hmm. no light but then it has the candles and the candles make light well that that, that was the point no extra light you uh, can only be able to see outside. from the candles oh, yeah. okay yeah. okay okay i was like yeah the thing that gets me... That's why I said it's not dark yet. We can't do it yet. The yeah. things that, that gets me about rituals like that is whenever it says, like, if you want to back out, relight one of your old candles, but do not have more lights out than you have on. Like, <laughs> why? Like, yeah, what about that? Yeah, the fact that it's being specific <laughs> yeah. about something and saying, like, you need to do it this way yeah. or else. <clears throat> that, those are like, the things that creep me out. Like it makes it more real. It's like tug of war. Once you, once you uh, get past a certain point, there's no... Oh, that's how you... Uh, okay, okay. Oh, okay. Well, I guess what I what see freaks that. me out is why do they say it? Because it's real. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he takes. <laughs> you don't <laughs> takes, like that answer. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, whenever, oh, okay. whenever there's a majority darkness, he takes it over. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All okay, right, okay. so I'm next, huh? Yes, yeah, so you are next. I'm gonna go ahead and pass the bone so we don't forget the bone, okay. the the boner of stories. <laughs> so, my phone. I wrote my story because, like. I don't know. I I I, I re- I've really started to enjoy writing stories. It's super fun. It is fun. So my story takes place in Salem, Massachusetts, because you know witches, <laughs> and uh, it's about uh, it's about someone going because they you know they're super into the paranormal and supernatural and and you know that's a bucket list for anybody who's into this yeah. kind of shit. They want to go and experience it because I mean Salem is filled with magic in the air and a lot of the houses that are uh, still there that were yeah. there back then during the Salem witch trials, and they've got museums. All it's you know, they've crabs. embraced they their dark past, huh? Crabs, they've got crabs, a lot of crabs, both kinds. Um, that? what are we supposed to get that? No, literal crabs, yeah. Oh, is it littered with crabs? I mean, no, no, literal. I didn't mean it in like a joke. They got a lot of crabs. That's what I'm saying. Is like, yeah. is, is, is there's he, a, but he a crab said it in the means, no. <laughs> There's just a lot of them. <laughs> not, they're not overrun. You're so concerned. You're like, is, there a, is this a problem? Listen, like, I'm going to Salem. I can't be around crabs. You not, don't like they're crabs? They're not overrun. Do you not like crabs? No, I don't have a problem with crabs. Oh, okay. I was like, is that like a weird fear? No. Like me with dolls? <laughs> no. Like, you, like, I just you don't I dove like into crabs? it head first, so I had to finish it. I had to keep going. <laughs> My apologies. Continue All right. with your story. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. All right, so I guess I'll go ahead and start. This is the story, The Dark Alleys of Salem. Witches 
What is the one town in the United States that comes to mind when you hear that term? Salem, Massachusetts. Now this beautiful town with a dark history has embraced its horrifying past. You see so many shops and stores talking about witches. Museums, restaurants, all with witch in the name. So many people flock here to get a taste of the town's dark past and hopefully experience something paranormal. I was one such person. So determined to see the ghost of a witch or some creepy feeling in one of the still standing homes that are now tourist attractions. Downtown is gorgeous. The roads still have the cobblestone and feel and look. It's breathtaking, and I would almost want to move there if I hadn't experienced what I'm about to tell you. So I went alone to Salem. None of my friends I have could go with me. This was something on my bucket list, and I, I had saved up enough money to spend a whole week in Salem. So I went in anyways, by myself. I saw every site I could find. I went to the Salem Witch Museum, took a picture outside the House of Seven Gables. Pretty much any tourist attraction has my footprint now. The last night I was going to be in town, I said, fuck it. I'm going to just walk around at night and take, in all, take it all in one last time. There was some kind of festival going on from the looks of things. That or just everyone was out and about that night. I was walking through the street a little after the sun went down, taking in the air filled with magic. I could hear people chatting about spooky witches and children running, laughing, and playing. The further I walked, though, the less people I saw. It got to the point where all I would see is the occasional person walking towards the fun from the final, found, the, the quote-unquote finally found parking spot. Then slowly, the music and sound of life faded, and I realized I was all alone. After a few minutes, the air started to get stuffy. I realized I had gone too far. It seemed like the lampposts were just not bright enough, like they were barely fighting back the darkness. I figured most of the streets ran side by side, so I decided to cut through an alley to turn around. I wanted to have a new scenery on my way back. This was a big mistake. The next alley I saw was dark. I'm not a wuss though, so I took it. I couldn't see the other street, but I figured the alley couldn't be all that long, and I would be out, uh, out the other side and making my way back to the motel in no time flat. Plus, I would get to experience some new sights on my way back, lit up by the moon and the street lamps. Into the dark alley I went. After about 30 seconds, I started to regret my decision. The air was at least 15 degrees colder as soon as the darkness of the alley took me. I almost turned around, but curiosity and stubbornness won that fight. I rounded the alley corner and that's when everything hit. The air got even colder. I could see my breath. I took about 10 steps and then I heard something. It sounded like heavy breathing right over my left shoulder. It grew louder and louder with each step. That's when I turned my head to look and nothing. It stopped as soon as, as, soon as I looked behind me. I shuddered and turned back to continue walking. As soon as I turned back to continue my journey through the dimly lit alley, I saw her, standing no more than 15 steps away from me. A frail and twisted body of a woman. Black hair, almost looked wet and matted in front of her face. I jumped back. She wasn't there before. She was looking down, hair blocking her face. Her shoulders and upper half of her body kept twitching. 
in a weird way. I laughed a little, a nervous tick I do whenever I'm uncomfortable. She was in the middle of the tight alley. I had to pass her to keep going. I spoke out. You kind of startled me there. I didn't see you as I was coming up, I said nervously. Does this alley lead to the other side of the street? I couldn't finish my sentence before she started to move, twitching and slowly lifting her head. The alley was dark, but the moon and my eyes adjusted to the dark allowed me to see her face. Her eyes were black as the night sky and her irises glowing white as snow. She wore the most sinister and crooked grin I had ever seen. She lifted her bony hand, her sharp claw-like fingers nails glistened in the moonlight. She pointed at me and whispered the loudest whisper I'd ever heard. Guilty. My body jumped into fight or flight mode. I chose flight and instantly turned around and started running. I knew I wasn't that far from the entrance to the alley. I had to get out of there, to people, to the light of the street lamps. As soon as my feet started to move, she shrieked. Arms both stretched out towards me, moving at a pace faster than I could think to outrun. I pushed myself as hard as I could. Where is the turn in the alley, I thought. She was upon me. I could hear her whispering over and over again, guilty, 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 guilty. As she gained on me at lightning speed, seconds felt like hours of running straight. Where is that turn in the alley? I only made it like 40 or 50 paces in. I need to get out of here, I thought. And then I was out of the alley. I almost ran right into the street. The air was different. I could hear people and the lamps shined so bright I had to shield my eyes. I turned around and watched her bright glowing white irises fade into the darkness of the alley. Then, just as I blinked, the alley was a straight shot. I could literally see to the other side of the street. No turn, no, no blinding darkness. I ran back the way I came, not even daring to try that alley again. Screw this, I've seen enough of this town, I said. I made it to my motel in roughly 10 minutes. I ran past all the people enjoying the night, certainly feeling their concerned gaze. I didn't sleep at all. Worried whatever that was, was would come get me in my sleep. I only saw her glowing eyes when I closed mine anyways. After I got home, I researched that area, the street I was walking on and such, the streets I was walking on and such. Turns out they would drag women who were declared witches through that alley on the way to the stake. I firmly believe I ran into one of the spirits of those accused witches, out for revenge on anyone who would be unlucky enough to take that alley at night. Salem is a beautiful place with a dark past, a dark past that still haunts the present to this very day. <laughs> so how is that? <laughs> pretty, pretty goddamn good. Uh, <laughs> I thank think, you. Personally, was... I think that was your best one yet. Really? Uh, that one got me pretty good. <laughs> Dude, so... I drew, I drew inspiration from a lot of things. Um, uh, there's a, a story that I saw that was an account, a parent true account, where it, that happened in Romania, mm -hmm. where uh, the guy was going through that alleyway I was telling you about, and then he ended up finding out that that was like that was like a thing is what they would do is when they were taking them to the stake you know movies kind of portray it as this thing where they're like nudging them along like go go to oh, the yeah, gallery kind of thing and it's them by the hair yeah, yeah like literally like dragging them through the street people are kicking them hitting them spitting on them like mm -hmm. all that kind of shit and so like i took that and then whenever i was researching <laughs> spooky witch stories this picture came up of this like witch lady like she was like squatted down and she was like looking up at the camera and her hands were all 
pointy just, and creepy and her eyes were the black with the white irises and i was like that's my that's fucking wish, wish. Yeah. yeah is that gonna be the one is it gonna be on instagram yeah i'm okay, gonna get cool. that picture yeah it's fucking creepy like i looked at it and i was like oh like you know when you see pictures yeah. and you're like mm, no <laughs> like that's like how it was for me and i was like that's my wish I'm for the sure story it was similar to like ashley when she saw the uh the picture of the the star child for the yeah first time. like yeah there you yeah. go yeah that's right no that that's actually that's that's a perfect example yeah. yeah i was like that's what i'm fucking trying to portray right yeah. there yeah but uh yeah no but yeah thank you for yeah, that was liking a very it. good story thank you <laughs> i'm super pumped so we got our stories out of the way so that yeah. means now it's time for colby's In, crazy whatever is going to happen this is going to be the first um episode where we have a a, a thing going on not off of the podcast oh that's so usually, true usually we end yeah. podcast after our stories and then we do spirit box yeah yeah, or yeah 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 this will be the first one so that this we're will continue. be this is going to be happening and is going to be on the recording for the actual podcast so I, I don't know the story or anything but i will implore if you're listening maybe check in on youtube at this point yeah to uh, yeah. see the visuals of all this. I don't know how visually <clears throat> driven this is going to be, but do you want us to try and like narrate what's going on while you're doing it? Or are you get, is it a part of the ritual where you say what you're doing? Um, I mean, yeah, I'll describe what I'm doing. Okay. Okay. It's, so, so for the people that don't want to see our faces, oh, I'm so stuff, nervous right now. So this, this is, this isn't a, a ritual, like a, like a known ritual. It's basically, I, I made it up. Don't say that. You should have told us it was the most real one. <laughs> and then I would have been way more nervous. Okay. <clears throat> but, you know, okay. <laughs> no, you're not okay, nervous. So, okay, so, but. Yes, the help. The, the thing, I, I still know that this, you're still doing the actions. Yeah. yeah. Like, like whether or not it's. Rituals yeah. come from something so, regardless. Like somebody yeah, created yeah. it. So he could be making up his own shit right now yeah, and no it idea. actually work. What if this is the only ritual that works? So, so I thought. <laughs> this man got a whole bowl of. Stuff that he sent us on our side quest to go get. <laughs> so I thought, what better way to uh, start start my story? Oh God, are you gonna do it as you're telling the story? No. no, oh, no okay, no, no. so you're gonna start the story. We're gonna with we're ritual. gonna do this first, and then I'm gonna tell. All my story. right, so okay. he's ripping leaves <clears throat> off of like a, a little branch, little branch thing. Yeah. So I need fresh leaves, okay. and I also need dead leaves. And he got, got dead both. leaves in there too. Yeah, y'all did a great job. Thank you. Thank you. It's documented on our Instagram. If uh, you want to go see yeah. the adventure, uh, three shillings. What the fuck is you that noise? This camera. Yeah. Here we go. All right. What uh, three shillings? I don't have any money on. What is that? No, no, yeah, no, 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 a no, shilling. You get three shillings for doing oh, the side quest. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So we we're doing all of this, this just for three fucking shillings. Bitch. Listen, three shillings is a killing. That's more than I make in a month. <laughs> it's the, it's the, the the what is it the currency rate or whatever yeah, it's yeah, like different exchange rate yeah so he Colby nice is bark. I know that is I I'm bark. very very uh, proud yeah, of it, it it looks nice coming off of the tree it's, it's too a good bark. Um, Colby's just putting dry leaves uh, live leaves bark uh, moss all into a little bowl that is sitting atop a <clears throat> anagram okay board. so what I was saying is and, then and ash, now ash to top it off I'm getting of, mighty hungry what I am too. What better way than to uh, start than to uh, invite the uh, the king of all fallen angels, Satan, <clears throat> Santa, 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 but no, legit, legitimately. Wait, what? 
Was that, you got what there? is that? <laughs> okay, we don't know what this is. I swear is. to God, if that's Colby blood. Colby just opened a little Dybbuk box. <laughs> We're going to have to end stream because and, that, that's going <laughs> to... And some, somewhere along the way, he took, one of, worry, my film, he took nope. one of my film roll casters. No, 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 that's mine. That's mine. <laughs> was like, wait, where's the film at? So, yeah, that's what exactly. I care about. <laughs> so the main ingredients are in the center bowl. Okay, so let's go through that again. So it's bark, dead leaves. It, you basically want you want live nature and dead nature. And okay. Okay. And then now you're pouring and ash, now ash of ash of yeah because ash dead. fertilizes the the ground. Mm-hmm. Now you're pouring water into a shot glass. So we have, so basically this is our this is our um, our altar. And wait, do we need to do that? I would not be good at this shit. I'd be too impatient. So <laughs> so when 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 putting your altar together, um, <clears throat> you want you want earth, you want water, you want air, and you want fire. The four elements. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> this is becoming right, educational. So now we shall light the fire. And for listeners, we have a, a candle. We have yeah, a it shot is glass a black water. candle. Black lotus a candle. little uh, pot with earth in it, and then a balloon, which represents air. Earth. With some and earth. then the bowl with all our... So now we are ready. Oh. <laughs> I'm so nervous, dude. The blood of the innocents. <laughs> He's actually looking real freaked out. So Colby opened a film canister and poured out a slightly more viscous than water liquid that is uh, blood red into <clears throat> our bowl of ingredients. Repeat after me. No, I ain't repeating shit. One, two, three, four. One, One two, two, three, three four. four. Raise the devil to our door. Raise, Raise the, devil the devil to, to our door. door. <laughs> Call the pig, the wolf, the ram. Call, Call the, the pig, the wolf, the ram. Come to the circle, all who can. Come, Come to, to the, the circle, circle, all who can. Make him walk on floor to roof. Make him walk, walk on floor, floor to roof. Drink to him with horn and hoof. Drink to him with horn and hoof. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. The devil is here. Now sleep no more. The devil is here. Now sleep no more. Do you feel it? No. <laughs> I was hoping something would happen. <laughs> Where did you get that? Kuar Innocentia Maleficarium Pestinchula Walpurgis not Consumatum est Now it begins Why you gotta look at me, bro? <laughs> and all the world Shall be yours in return Do you hear a clicking noise? It's the candles Oh So my story <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Mm, my story is a. Uh, it's about a little woman named Marette John's daughter. All right. And what have been dubbed the Mora Witch Trials. 
Marit, John's daughter, born night. I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna fuck this up a lot. Born <laughs> 1644, was an alleged Swedish witch. She is one of the most known victims of the persecutions of sorcery in her country. She was the first person accused of this in the great witch hysteria called Det Stora Ovensendet, which translates to the Great Noise. Her trial unleashed the beginning of the real witch hunt in Sweden, which was to cause the death of around 400 people in eight years. Damn. With a record-setting 71 beheadings in one day. Which I'll add that it was topped by um, a Serbian um, event where um, it was pretty recent, like the 90s, I would say. Um, I think it said 90, 90-something people were beheaded. And so that because they thought they were witches. Took, no, 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 oh. no. This, I'm talking about the record for most oh, beheadings. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ! Who's keeping count of that? Guinness. <laughs> Apparently, the Serbians. Oh man! If somebody mentions Sweden, a beautiful Nordic country, what images appear in your mind? I instantly think high standards of living, a bit cold climate, lovely landscapes, Vikings, ABBA, IKEA. Death metal. Yeah. Swedish death metal. These associations, even if correct nowadays, didn't prepare me in any way for the story I found not so long ago. It is known that historical facts can be a lot stranger and scarier than spooky tales. But this one exceeded my expectations. It started like an avalanche. One small lie stemming from a hurt teenage pride... Of course, the ground had to be prepared beforehand, and I suppose some people just had been waiting for this small spark all along. Too harsh winter, too little food, some unknown diseases, and even bad weather might have contributed to the whole atmosphere. In the autumn of 1667, a little shepherd boy, Mats Nilsson, claimed to have seen a girl walking on the water. The girl's name was Gertrude Svensdotter. The boy had tended a herd of sheep with the same girl, and they had a fight. Apparently, the girl had beaten the boy up. She was 12 years old. Now, what would you do if your son and younger brother told you such a thing about one of his schoolmates? Probably you would laugh them off or even punish for being such an incurable little liar. The boy's parents, though, took him to a priest named Lars Elvius and the priest believed in his story. Gertrude Sven's daughter was interrogated by the priest afterwards. Perhaps Lars was a bit too thrilled to discover supernatural activity amongst his parishioners, and perhaps he was just afraid of evil and wanted to make sure he wasn't dealing with a witch. After long talks with him scared, Gertrude finally confessed that while she lived with her parents, a neighbor's maid had taken her to the devil. The name of the maid was Marette Johnstotter. Gertrude claimed that in 1663, when she was eight, Marette had taken her on a walk. They had passed a sand pit and then came to a three-ray crossroads where Marette had cried out, Thou devil, come forward! 
She claimed that Satan then appeared in the shape of a vicar. They had dined, and the following night, Marette had come to Gertrude and smeared her body with one of the father's cows with red oil. After which, they flown away through the chimney all the way to a place called Blockula. It's like Santa Claus and Dracula and shit all put together. Nice. You'll learn about Blockula here in a second. Since then, Gertrude had often visited Blockula, milked cattle with familiars, smeared her feet with oil to walk on water, and taken children to Blockula, where their names had been written in a book with black pages. The reason she admitted this was that she had met an angel in Blockula, a man in white, who had told her to confess, or else a hunger epidemic would sweep over the kingdom. Gertrude's confession came after another shepherd boy, 15-year-old Eric Erickson, had reported that he had a vision in the woods where he was sucked up in the air and saw Gertrude sit in Blockula with the children she had taken, among them his little sister. You should notice that the fact that it wasn't enough for Eric to present his testimony once, but he was immediately given full credit by the priest of having revealed the whole affair. Once again, nobody even tried to cross-check the boy's story as they should. Blockula was a legendary meadow where the devil held his earthly court during a witch's Sabbath. This meadow could only be reached by a magical flight. It was described as a delicate, large meadow, whereof you can see no end. Reading the description of Blockula, I kept wondering what made serious people believe in such stories. Apparently they must have wanted rather badly to find supernatural explanations to their ailments in the first place, and their faith must have been approved and confirmed by some higher moral authorities, be them laypersons or clerical officials. No matter what their reasons were, the confession of Gertrude was the starting point of the famous moral witch trials, and Marette John's daughter became the first victim, but not the only one. Gertrude may may be forced to do so, or maybe being simply on a roll, pointed out seven others. So began the real witch hunt in Sweden, a country where witch trials had previously been a rarity. In September 1668, Marette John's daughter was called to the court to answer the accusations. The story about the children's stay in the witch's Sabbath in Blockula spread rapidly, and everywhere children started to talk about it and make up other stories, setting the tongues wagging and pointing the fingers at people, often from their closest family, mostly women. The story spread across the parishes and increased when the priests made the verdicts public by announcing them in a church as a warning. Children's confession were very children's confessions were very similar to the first ones and were to be a standard for the following witch trials of nineteen or sixteen sixty eight through sixteen seventy six. It was like nineteen, oh <laughs> <laughs> one of their quotes from Seducimus Triumphatus. This gets a little a little uh, edgy here. <laughs> In Blockula, people partied as if at a wedding. They drank, ate, danced, and had sex by the light of candles that were placed in vaginas, while Satan sat under the table and laughed, so that the whole room shook 
and the fire of hell poured up from a hole in the floor. Well, that escalated fast. Where you could see the tormented souls in hell. You danced with your backs toward each other, as well as doing everything else backwards. Married several people at the same time, and had sex with them and with Satan himself. And with his devils and demons, whose penises were cold, and whose sperm was made of water, and gave birth to frogs that were swept up from the floor with a broom, and were made into butter. <laughs> when you woke up afterwards, your body ached, the food you had eaten had vanished, and made you hungry, and the gifts you had received had turned to wood chip. As you see in every age, children knew more about sex and other forbidden practices than the adults wanted them to know. Strange thing, the kidnapped children, apart from Satan and his demons, also claimed to have seen angels. The angel's role was far from precise. They pulled the devil's food away from the children's hands, cried tears as big as crystals, and asked them to confess so the witches could be exterminated and send the message that one should not have to work on Thursdays, nor use shirts with frilled sleeves, and not have to sell tobacco above its fairest price. Apparently those were the woes of the day. Lack of leisure time, frilled sleeves, not accessible to everyone, and high prices of tobacco. I just wonder why angels didn't know about that. I just wonder why angels didn't know about the hazards of smoking. I suppose it's easy to guess why children so eagerly decided to include angels in their accounts. Their situation was rather dubious. They were not only victims of the witches, but also their accomplices. They had sworn themselves to the devil, eaten his food, and had sex. To claim angelic help was believed to be a way for the children to point out that they had been innocent victims after all. In some cases it worked, and some not so much. More problematic is finding the answer to the question why the court was never very interested in the angels. They asked the children if the angels really did try to stop them from eating Satan's food, but they never inquired why they didn't stop them from doing worse, such as having sex with the demons. Perhaps it was a minor issue for the judges. On April 1st, 1669, Marette Johnstotter and another defendant, Widow Karen, were judged guilty against their own words. There was a problem, however. Swedish law forbade the execution of anyone who had not confessed their crime, no matter if they were found guilty or not. Neither of the women was willing to admit any guilt, and they continued to plead innocent, just as they had done from the day they were accused. Perhaps they had a hunch such a move could save their life, or perhaps they were simply more stubborn than the others. This put, court, this put the court in a dilemma. They decided upon a plan to solve this legal problem. Apparently the aim from the onset was not to find out the truth, but to get the women to confess and make it possible to execute them. The priests were to persuade them to confess by using religious arguments. They were instructed to lie and tell them that they were to be executed whether they confessed, confessed or not. <clears throat> but if they confessed, they would receive Holy Communion and thereby go straight to heaven. 
they were to be taken to the place of execution believing this, given the communion, and the execution would be conducted afterwards. The whole plan was to, was put in effect and conducted just as described. At the place of execution, Moret and Corinne were told that they could not they could confess and receive communion or deny all. Both chose to say no to communion and deny the charges. The frustration the frustrated authorities then had no choice but to escort Moret Johnstadter and Corinne back to prison. Gertrude Svensdotter, the girl who started the folly, and the siblings of Moret, also accused in this trial, were flogged, then released. The remaining people were acquitted, but the hysteria was hard to stop. Soon, 23 people were put on trial for abducting, for the abducting of children to Satan. And on May 19, 1669, eight people were executed as a result of the process against Moret Johnstadter. Throughout this time, she had remained in prison, exposed to continuous religion, religious persuasion, <laughs> Jesus, from the priest <laughs> to confess her sin. During four years' imprisonment and attempts to brainwash her, she continued to declare her innocence and refused to confess. She never did confess. She was sentenced and executed all the same. On April 16, 1672, despite her constant denial, Sve Holvrat, the Swedish Court of Appeal, declared Moret guilty of sorcery due to all the incriminating testimonies. And the devil's mark on her finger, she was decapitated and burned. That was a little thing um, that I forgot to mention in the beginning. She had a triangle thing on her finger, like a birthmark. And apparently that was believed to be the sign of the devil. Man. She was judged together with 34 people. Of then four defendants, including three women, received the death sentence. Of the condemned, Moret Johnstadter and a man named Powell Moret were the only ones who were executed without having confessed guilty. The rest all admitted guilt. There is not much known about the final execution apart from the fact that it happened. The court declared that her mere denial cannot help her nor free her from the life sentence. The same year, the court had noticed that several people accused had become aware that they would escape a death sentence if they maintained their innocence, innocence, and therefore, one of the eight people executed for witchcraft had been executed without a confession. It was declared no longer necessary with a confession <clears throat> in the case of witchcraft. The witch hysteria continued to rage through the country until the execution of another woman in Stockholm in 1676. The next year, to, to avoid any further witch trials, the government offered, ordered the priest to declare through the churches that all witches had now been expelled from the country forever. Apparently, fine, finally, everyone had just had enough of it. As the witch hunts occurred also in plenty of other countries at that time, you might wonder what the reasons of such atrocities. Some historians say witchcraft, that witchcraft accusations were a social mechanism, resolving conflicts within any given community and providing an easy explanation of misfortunes happening to people on their daily life. Yes? Your candle flame is freaking out. It's been doing that. It has been doing that. Is that a thing for those candles? It's a um, wood week. I'm channeling... Um, that's Satan. Yeah. Okay. 
That's what I thought. This hysteria, however, seemed to be more horrible, exactly. Because it explained nothing, and it involved children as well as weakest people from any given community. Outcasts, women living, women living alone, spinsters or widows, and solitary men. Scapegoats. It was enough that a deranged or angry child testified against you, and your life could turn into a nightmare and terminate prematurely. Take the Hunger Games series by Suzanne Collins, in which children and teenagers were turned into weapons and killers. Sadistic government, would, which could be blamed for the children's fate as they were organizing and supporting the whole horrible entertainment. Although in the 17th century Sweden, people must have supported witch hunts, and certainly some priests had forced children to testify. I've noticed that there were also those boys and girls who cast suspicion and accused their family and friends out of their free will, simply for the heck of it. In some, case, some cases, they were in turn accused, judged, judged guilty, and actually sentenced to death for committing perjury. Facts are always stranger than fiction. Compare it to any average ghost story. Holy shit. Dude, that's a... Uh, that's crazy. And, yeah, I remember doing research on the witch stuff, and, yeah, that was pretty much, like, kind of the start of the yeah. the mass hysteria craze of all of that. And uh, <clears throat> uh, you were talking about the birthmark thing, and that reminds me of one of the things that they would do is they would test witches by poking at birthmarks. Oh, really? And it was like, if you didn't react to it or something, like, it meant that that was like a... Uh, that was where the uh, their uh, familiar would suckle on them and get energy mm. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and they went as far as to like they would have like needles that would retract. That's what it was. So if you didn't feel anything when they poked you with a needle, ah. then that meant that it was a thing for the yeah, familiar. That was a location, yeah. But yeah. if it if it bled and and it hurt, then that means that it was just a birthmark. Birth yeah. And so they would have needles that would retract. They would go in so that it, they could they could be like, yep, see, that's a, that's a that's familiar insane. thing yeah. and all that kind of shit. If a, a familiar is like a uh, yeah. spirit of like some kind of animal or something that they summon to right. do their bidding or whatever. Yeah, no, Are you going to light that on fire? Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, was, uh, I was hoping they, there was more information about like the witchy shit that she did. But that was the struggle that I found. Yeah. Is actually finding the stuff. Well, that that's they the did. thing is like most of the witch trial stuff, like these people were accused just because people didn't yeah. fucking yeah. like them. Yeah. yeah. Like, that, was the, yeah, that was the whole like two thirds of my story mm -hmm. was that whole yeah. like situation. Yeah, where yeah. I think we're going to be able to find like more stories on like the actual processes and everything is going to be when we start to delve into voodoo. Yeah. Like, oh, voodoo yeah. is much more. It still looked down mm. upon in the in some of those areas, but it was it's a much more common practice than mm -hmm. like witchcraft. Like you can actually like go it. to like Louisiana yeah, and, and go to still a voodoo shop. Yeah. yeah. So what did y'all think of the uh, the the shit they had to do to get to the the special place? Dude, <laughs> they about flying. They flew on a cow. They flew on a cow. So this is one thing that I love. <laughs> the candle in the vagina and, was and interesting. And walk, walked on water. Yeah. And then also, apparently, their their little wieners, or big whatever, were cold. Cold, yeah. 
Like yeah. what? <laughs> so I don't know how, how much y'all di- y'all dive into like Greek mythology and everything, but around the same era as all that, you have Norse mythology, which is a whole other yeah. realm of things. And yeah. they, were, they were much like the Greeks and Romans. They were much more open about sex and everything about yeah. like that. So that's why that's that story kind of it wasn't as like taboo for the time, at least for me, because I was putting myself in the that era, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, still, very weird to hear it like said, and you know, like it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like, it's just what? crazy stuff. Plus, they were children. Was yeah, like the whole other thing. Yeah, and that's not which again era stuff. You know, like back back then it was True. more common. Doesn't mean it's okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> by exactly. Any means. But um, it's just yeah, it's it's crazy that uh that it's real like it happened and i mean like even like stuff like the black like the the black sabbath stuff i mean that was essentially witches summoning the devil to have sex with him like that's what that's what that was um man that that reminds me i wonder you know what that makes me think of you know we talked a couple episodes back or one episode back because we they haven't heard it yet but Mm -hmm. with the mothman talked about cryptids and the jersey devil it's like was was that was that dude's mom's was 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 she a witch oh yeah because apparently he was the offspring of that woman, and uh, oh, oh we're, god, we're, we're lighting something. That, what, which one do you? Oh, you got the exorcism one. Cool. Oh, fantastic! So we're Colby lit the Colby, exorcism. There's an open. Draw. There's an open flame that is not a candle in yeah. the house right now. And he's going. Colby's to, on fire. Wow, that's crazy. He's, he's burning up so quickly. Yeah, this is insane. He's not even yelling. What is that about? And he lit the stuff that he put in the bowl. Is this a plastic bowl? It doesn't look like it. It's not a plastic bowl, is it? We'll find out. That's for sure plastic. <laughs> that shit gonna <laughs> melt, bro. Plastic. That shit gonna melt. It's That's gonna fine. melt. Is that your mama's bowl? Over there. The bottom's covered in blood. Is that your mama's bowl or is the that bottom your bowl? is covered in blood? Oh man. Well, that did it. That was uneventful. So that that completes your ritual. Give him time. Yeah, I was gonna say totally. that completes your ritual. Do you have any last words for for the big man downstairs? <laughs> well, like before you. Uh... <laughs> he's right there. He's right there. No, no, no. I can't see him. Oh, he's sitting in the staff chair. Like, do you want to talk to him real quick? Let him know he's, you know, he's talk, welcome. To I talk to him every night. Yeah, well, you can let him know that I wasn't a part of this, and I, I don't no. want to talk to him. No, you repeated the words. You did repeat yeah, the I words. Repeat You're for sure part of this. God damn it. it. Smells like burnt plastic now. All right. Okay. So that was, your story was awesome. So next up, we I are really going to draw from Stephen oh, Alexander. I thought this was going to relate to your story. Nope. <laughs> okay, just wanted to do a ritual. Okay. No. Is it my no. turn? Whose turn is Legit, it? Legit, I tried so hard to find an actual ritual. The only thing I could it's find is hard. the only thing I could find is how to set up a fucking altar. Well, yeah. um, well, Josh I think that's draws. because I think that's because technically, like we said before, you started doing it is like the whole situation where it's not about necessarily the rich it's it's more about the 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 religious the ritualistic part is the combination of the elements the things like that what you say i don't think necessarily matters as much yeah but i it's the same thing that we talked about i'm fully um, inviting demons to come join us it's the same thing that we talked about with like the conjuring where they're they're Making the voodoo dolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to say. Exactly. (laughs) All right. What did I draw from Stephen Alexander? I love how y'all didn't freak out about the blood, though. Ooh, it was freaky. (laughs) So no, but that's real blood. You know, I believe you. Okay. It better not be real blood. Did ass taste it? I'm not gonna taste it. Where the fuck did you get real blood from? 
I don't want to know. The blood, uh, the blood store. What are you talking about? Yeah, the blood store. Uh, so I drew serial killers. Ooh, okay. So this could possibly be our first <laughs> true crime episode. Next yeah. Episode. Let's just say Kenai has a couple stitches. Uh, oh, don't you dare talk dog. about hurting <laughs> your dog. God damn it. That dog is a saint. So serial killers, uh, when I wrote this one down, my uh, thoughts were, I don't know if y'all have heard about like um, Ted Bundy's ghost still doing things. Wait, like killing people? Not killing people, but like tormenting. Oh God! I mean, I, I've heard I of mean, John Wayne if, Gacy. If Hitler was in, if Hitler was in a- Annalise yeah, Michelle's, yeah, that's true. She, if he was one of the demons, yeah, he, they can do it. Anybody can do it. Yeah, anybody can do it. Yeah. So we can go a lot of ways with that, and I think I'm, I'll probably pursue that. Okay, so you're going to pursue more of the paranormal side of the serial killer yeah. thing. I know that, like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was like a, a thing with uh, John Wayne Gacy's house. Like, apparently yeah. that's haunted. Or if one of y'all wanted to, we have like I think two or I think we have two like local serial killers like within our like. You're talking about like the rail, rail, railroad road killer, killer yeah. and uh, what was the other one? Uh, there was another one. Excuse like, me. Like yeah, we had a. This is news to me. Yeah, was, th- yeah, he killed somebody in Weimar. Yeah. Well, actually, it was two Excuse people. It was uh, two. It was two. <laughs> we uh, work in Weimar. Yeah. It was two. Uh, um, I need to meet an older man. couple. No, he would hop on. He would hop on trains, and then <laughs> jump he, off in did towns. Did he ever get caught? Yeah, and then jump oh. off, and jump off in towns, and kill people in the town, and then hop on the next train and when go somewhere. When was this? The uh, 80s? Yeah, seventies. Because I know I've talked to people that were alive during it. They were yeah. scared, like locking their doors and so stuff. So he's in prison. No, I, I mean, think I, I think he he he. It Maybe, was Texas, bro. He probably got uh, executed. Oh, that's true. That's possible. Yeah, yeah that's possible. <laughs> he's out in spirit. I want to meet him. I wonder, or are there, you know, Houston's a big city. Were there any serial killers oh. in Houston? Oh, there's so many. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Um, you got the, I think the toy box killer was from there. You had the candy man as originally The toy from box there. killer was from there? Yeah, I believe Ooh. so. I, I could be wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure candy man was also from there. Candy um, man? Like, like candy man, candy man, candy um, man. Where he a, comes from. <laughs> that's a spirit. Oh, really? Yeah, because, well, yeah, that's, uh, that, that's like a... A folktale kind yeah. of thing. Oh, okay. Candyman was a, a, a serial killer that used to own a candy shop, and he would have kids come to his store and just get free candy, oh and he would, yeah, he would kill people. Uh, we have the Killing Fields in, in the the in Killing Texas. Fields. We yeah. Have, um, yeah, but were they from Texas? The Killing Fields. Oh, you mean the killer? Like the, they don't the, know who the killer. Was. The killers. Yeah, no, we have no idea. You just know of the fields and how many bodies were found. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Chainsaw Massacre was one of them. I guess oh, you call Chainsaw him. Oh, Chainsaw Massacre, yeah. He's kind of a serial killer, just a maniac. <laughs> well, I thought that was based on a Vers- a, oh, that's right, that an was out of state. That was killer. Yeah, it was like it was based on another serial killer from like north yeah. north part of the country. Interesting, but Interesting. they made it setting in Texas. Yeah, all, all right. right. There's stuff we can find in. Yeah. It doesn't have to be in Texas too. If you can find some creepy stuff about it. The show. All right. Well. Um, well, before we move on, I know Colby had been kind of talking about it a little bit. Oh, you yeah, had sorry. something. Uh, you had something creepy happen to you. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. We got episode. some creepy stuff happen to us. I did not. I'd have I, not that I can recall. I. I did not. Okay. Well, it's all up to you. So I was driving to work this morning. Uh-huh. I was having this. Why is it always the day of yeah. an episode? It is weird that that, that does happen. <clears throat> um, so I was going. I was at the main intersection in town. What? Now continue. We'll, yeah, we'll continue. Get to, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to so it the in the main chat e- segment. Main intersection in town. Turn left to go yes. on um, whatever yeah. seventy-seven. <clears throat> and there was a man 
He had a backpack on. He had a blue shirt, blue jeans. Not not the plaid shirt. Okay. But uh, it was just like a break, like like a like a navy pole. Was he moving? Yes, he was moving. Oh, he was walking. He was currently walking. <laughs> but but the the fuck like the the terrifying thing mm-hmm. is this man. Okay, the only the only way I can uh, reason why he was holding his phone, like in this situ- in this okay. situation, oh, was was like if he was on like FaceTime with someone, he yeah. was literally walking like this for like a like a block straight. Like I I I watched him in the in the rear view, and I couldn't tell what was on his phone, but he was yeah. like straight up posture perfect, walking like this. Oh, that's a skinwalker. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, people don't fucking like. No, well, maybe old people that don't know how to work their phone very well. He wasn't old. He was. Oh no. He was mid twenties. Oh no. I mean, maybe he, maybe he was live streaming, bro. Like, maybe he's like insta famous. Uh, like, portrait yeah. mode. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's popular. Yeah. Really? So, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, so. what's up? But I doubt but it. But it wasn't like out here. It was like. He might just not know at his chest. Very well. It was like at his chest. Like right, like this Listen, we're, distance. We're, are you sure he was debunked. filming himself and not? I don't know if he was filming. He might have been like just holding his phone. Oh, so it was like an like, NPC fuck up, yeah, like, exactly. yeah, yeah. Code, <laughs> or a skinwalker trying, trying to act like a person, trying to look normal, but he's like, <laughs> "What? Hello?" It doesn't yeah. end yeah. there. Oh, it doesn't end there. Oh fuck! I don't know. I, mean, I thought that was it. <laughs> I continue on. I get up the bluff and I turn on to 155. Yes. And I'm passing KBUK. Radio station. You don't see this fucker again, do you? No. Oh, okay. I was no, about no, to no. say. Fuck, man. Oh. That would not be fucking. <clears throat> I would immediately tell you all that shit. Colby would have FaceTimed <laughs> it. Like, you see this shit? Another NPC looking dude. Okay. Like, this time he's home, like homeless. Like, man is covered in hair. Okay. Like, like the wolf think man. of like any person from the Bible. Okay. That's the amount of hair we're talking. Yeah. And um, well, me to an extent. No, much more. Like not trimmed up at all. Like not trimmed, beard down to mid chest. Oh, okay, okay. My eyebrows. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I can't quite remember what he had on, but he was walking in the same manner. He didn't have a phone in his hand. But very um, like stiff. Yeah, but very upright. Yeah. Walking. Staring straight forward down the side of 155. Yeah, which there's absolutely no reason to be walking exactly. around there. Yeah. If he was trying to get from, from our town to where we work, that's a long walk. He was, okay, so he was <laughs> walking. A very long walk. He's walking towards the Grange. Okay. I, I don't know. Because then you got to right walk outside, down the Because KBUK is like half a mile down from. Yes. Yeah. And the, then even then, where do you go? You go down the bluff. Yeah. Yeah. For what? Like to go down that that dangerous road where eighteen right. wheelers are going and can't see you around a blind corner? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, man. So I'm, I marked it up to either I'm being watched mm-hmm. or something's going down <laughs> pretty soon in Lagrange or both. Those are the only options. Yeah, something's going down and you're the target. They're watching you. Yeah, just making sure that yep. you know. Those are probably those are the only options. They knew so. that you were gonna do this shit, and they're like, "Oh yeah. fuck, we gotta take them out." Like, yeah, they're probably they outside it. the door. Probably, yeah. man, <laughs> man, why are you going to pick up here? Oh, and then and then the number, which that wasn't weird. I was you were just, just like, you were hoping I was hoping it would like <clears throat> there was a uh, uh, a truck 
connected to a trailer and on the back of the trailer it had six digits and at our work we work with vin numbers and uh-huh. vin numbers always have six numbers yeah we use the the six numbers yeah except for ford fuck ford yeah they got five and i want <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah and i was like i i wrote the number down because i was like i bet i'm gonna fucking see this like later today uh-huh but the last, uh, he did not. Alas, uh, he did not. All right, well. One day I will. So, next up is Serial Killers. 135660. And um, <laughs> that'll be on the next episode, which uh, will be Monday, right? This will be out Monday morning, and then Serial Killers will be live streamed Monday night here on Man, your channel. Man, we are just, we're, it's like we, we, we're, we're talking about going to one episode. Uh, We'll, we'll one episode a, uh, a a fucking week or whatever and we're we're, we're now we're at oh, three <laughs> but anyways guys all right so i'm gonna go ahead and close it out that's it for episode 14 of dead reflections podcast we'd like to shout out our buddies in terraform podcast and dark hour podcast they're super awesome go check out their uh their uh Podcast, jesus christ <laughs> i'm sorry yeah, my brain just went like went dumb there for a second Follow us at Dead Reflections Podcast on all social medias or follow the link tree to find our socials. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And the video version of this podcast will be posted on YouTube on uh, Monday morning. Correct. Email us at deadreflectionspod at gmail.com to submit your stories. Let us know how we're doing or let Colby know how he's doing. All band-related social medias can be found at FWFTX. Please don't forget to leave a rating or review anywhere you listen. They really do help us get our name out there to find new listeners. Thank you for all your all the continued support. And remember, tell your family, tell your friends, and tell the monsters under your bed to listen to Dead Reflections podcasts. Have a good night.